This is Urban Diva Radio, where real people listen. Stay tuned. Welcome you to the Divine Feminine Roundtable this morning, Saturday, May 25th. And I am really excited. I've been up early, got up early this morning, had my coffee. Actually, I didn't have my coffee yet. I'm sipping on it right now. However, I got up early, did my walk, did some clearing and centering, and um, just very thankful for this morning, very thankful for my day. And corresponding with within the, the goddess of myself, divine spirit, helping me and, and guiding me to see what my next path is, what my next step is. And so that's really important. To, today I am excited to have on the air with us transpersonal intuitive Angela Gibson. And I want to just let everybody know that this is just, this is an amazing connection with this woman that I was actually able to personally meet and and have a relationship with, I, I was invited to go to another meetup. You know, we everybody knows meetup dot com, and so I was doing some different uh, extensions of myself. I was reaching out, if you will, just learning and listening and allowing God to guide me. And so I was scheduled to go to a meetup and and ended up at the wrong place. And where I walked into was a woman sitting in this chair with striking beautiful red hair, and she was telling her story. And I was sitting here thinking, why, where am I at? And how did I get here? And it was a last-minute confirmation. And this woman starts to tell about literally her life to death to life, um, you know, personal story. And as she's talking, all of a sudden, I'm like tears are welling up in my eyes because I'm relating to everything that she's saying, and, and not necessarily her story, but her story that it, I, I got it, and because I was on the same sort of spiritual awakening uh, path, if you will, and it hits us. It's very earth shaking. It's like our personal earthquake, and so. I, when I connected with Angela Gibson, I, I knew right then that she and I had a very unique um, connection, and I was I felt uh, enlightened and blessed to have her in my life at this point in time. So I want to introduce to you Miss Angela Gibson. She's a transpersonal intuitive counselor, metaphysical educator. She has um, uh, been practicing for a while. Currently, she is practicing at the Holistic Lighthouse here in Roseville, California, and I am grateful and glad to have her on my show and that I know her personally. Angela, hello. Hi, Michaela. Thank you for that wonderful welcome. Wow. 
I don't know what to say. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Edifying. I'm is happy honest. to be here. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you are too. This is, um, you know, a divine path in the making, and I love it. It's just amazing. So, you know, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to get right into it because the point of the divine feminine is to get to the heart of the matter and and to cut out the bullshit. And ah, that yes. is absolutely. And so we hear a lot of fluff and stuff. Language. Yeah, that's my favorite word, girl. <laughs> Look, cut out the bullshit. Anyway. Yes. So what I wanted to get right into is is there are a lot of different therapists, counselors, et cetera. Uh, and one of the terminologies, and some people are very aware of it because it was something that was probably used in the 70s and then came it, it faded out and everybody was going to see their psychiatrist and then people were going to see counselors. And now we are hearing the, the, the raising, if you will, almost like a resurrection of a transpersonal therapist or a transpersonal counselor. What is that? All right. Uh, well, James Stademan and Kathleen Spieth, uh they're two very prominent people in the world of uh, psychotherapy and psychoanalysis. And, um, they state that transpersonal psychotherapy includes the full range of behavioral, emotional, and intellectual disorders as in traditional psychotherapy, so sort of the same premise. However, we also uncover and support the striving for full self-actualization. So the end state of psychotherapy is not seen as successful, uh, a successful adjustment to the prevailing culture, but rather the daily experience of a state called liberation, enlightenment, individuation, certainty, or gnosis according to the various traditions. Well, what the hell does that mean, right? So so basically, a simple way to put it, transpersonal counseling incorporates the realm of the spirit in the process of helping people realize their fullest potential. So the word transpersonal literally means beyond the personal. So you're recognizing that human experience is but a facet of our reality. The spiritual self, or the soul component, also called the higher self, is as important as the human self or the ego component. So both the soul and the ego need to be working in tandem for a person to enjoy optimum experiences. Wow. So then what we're really hearing is is this development of the uh, physical, mental, and spiritual self, but coming downward from heaven, if you will, right, from God's self, Yes. Um, then yes. we have from God to the mental healing to the physical experience on here on earth. Yes, so when you hear the term mind, body, spirit, transpersonal counseling actually embodies that. So, so basically in my practice, I'm focused on blending mainstream scientific theory with an individual's spiritual belief system. Wow, so um, how is that different than a psychiatrist or a counselor? Okay, um, that's a great question. A psychiatrist is someone who completes the same initial curriculum as a medical doctor, so is in fact an MD. Uh, In other words, a psychiatrist is a medical doctor who specializes in the diagnosis and treatment of mental disorders and is also licensed to prescribe medications. A counselor, on the other hand, is someone who is trained to give guidance on personal, social, or psychological issues. It's it's someone who gives advice on a specific subject. So instead of a behavioral approach utilized by psychologists, counselors encourage self-accountability and discovery by the client or the patient. 
And then we have the word therapist, which is a broader umbrella term, and that can include counselors, it can include psychoanalysts, it can include social workers, and even life coaches. So it's sort of like this overall uh, overarching term. Um, And at times, counseling and therapy are used interchangeably, but there is a notable difference in that counseling is meant to be more of a short-term proactive approach to a specific issue. So if someone comes in and they need grief counseling uh, or or addiction counseling, for example, or even stress or anger management, um, that would be another really important one these days. Um, But therapy or psychotherapy is more of a long-term endeavor, and and it's uh, more of a broad array of topics. So... For example, taking that information, um, what I focus on is reverse engineering and understanding the viral programs that are stuck in the subconscious so we can transfigure and rewrite those patterns in order to upload healthier, more effective thought forms, which lead to a happier, more fulfilling life. Wow. You know, I was thinking about that. We we talk about being programmed and how maybe um, at one point, I think when people have their awakening, it's on a very global level, like, oh, my God, the government is doing this to me, and I couldn't (laughs) see it before, you know, it's this global awakening, right? So, therefore, we become very proactive, we're we're becoming very aware of our food, uh, what people are doing to us, what they're trying to get over on us, you know, and so then we start saying terms like, oh, we're being dumbed down, or America's being dumbed down, but then... When you start looking at it on a very personal level, this personal awakening, if you will, then now um, then you're you're really having to acknowledge stuff that that or a belief system that you that's may well have. Said. Oh, that's beautiful. Right, right, a belief system that you carried with you that contributed to this global thing, but you now as a single component. Um, is sitting here and now having to undo the program. And and that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of honest work. Yes. Um, and then yes. and to break up this um, pattern, if you will, of program, because we can Absolutely. get stuck in a program. And, and we get stuck on the meanings of things when they can mean so many different things. And so um, what I was thinking about is then now we step into this personal power or empowerment and I think it takes a level or stage and the stages are now becoming what we call intuitive and many of us have shut that down so we don't even know what it is our program is jacked up our program you know we're (laughs) our triggers like somebody might say oh I got a gut feeling but their gut feeling is wrong and you're like okay so (laughs) your gut feeling should have had you going the other way but it, yeah. <laughs> it didn't, you know, because their program's jacked up. So what is an intuitive? Let's go there, because this is where this personal um, pow- power and then empowerment transfers to um, when you're working with your clients or your students. Um, you work as an intuitive as well. So what is an intuitive? Absolutely. Uh, the word intuition actually comes from the Latin word intuiti, which is usually translated as to look inside or to contemplate, and intuition is actually a right brain function. It's a pineal gland function. So when we we uh, refer to ajna or the third eye, we're actually referring to the pineal gland. And uh, psychotherapist Carl Jung defined intuition as perception via the unconscious. 
So while we do use the five senses in gathering a database of information for use and processing our environment and our interactions with people, by developing our sixth sense, we can spring forth ideas and possibilities and ways out of a blocked situation by a process that is mostly unconscious. It's similar to problem solving in a dream state, except that it's during an awakened state, although, interestingly enough, brainwave patterns may emulate a dream state or meditative state like quality. So, in other words, during sleep or during a meditative state, your brain emits what are called theta waves. And it's when your brain is in theta that you can have inner vision or flashes of genius, accelerated learning, spontaneous healing, increased creativity, and, of course, that opening of that third eye for heightened intuition. Wow. Um, that's a whole lot said, but I get that. And I and I want to say when I was younger as a child, and I find that children have this very unique um, innocence that allows this a freedom of intuition. Yes. How do we say? Because the it's, it's like you said, we don't have that built-in jacked-up patterns. Right. <laughs> when so, we're younger. Oh, absolutely. And and how do they say out of the mouth of babes? And sometimes a little child will say something, you go, whoa, where where did you just whoa, get that yes. from? Yeah, where did you get that from? And then <laughs> and then it's stuff, and then even they're starting to know their own power. Because or Absolutely. yeah, that they are that they are God themselves, even though they don't say I am God, but they know that they are knowing. And yes. and it was funny because I remember being a, a young person, and I would say stuff just boom, boom, boom. And so one of my sisters says, sometimes I wonder where you know this stuff from. And I would say, uh, <laughs> no, she would say, do you really know that? And I go, no. And she goes, but you said it like you knew it. I say, yeah, I know. And she says, but. Do you know for sure? I said, no, I got a good feeling. And it was because... Channeling the divine. <laughs> right. Because it's just something... But I would just say these things off off the top. Now, as I got, um, I would say, programmed, and, and different things program us. Okay, so we have our, we have our, our families, family and, and that, tr- that family tree line. So if you believe in reincarnation, then we're talk- we could be talking about past lives. If you just believe in your hereditary uh, trait from your mother and father and, and grandparents, we have, we have those programs. Um, and that's, circumstances, that's right, circumstances will program us. Um, organizations we belong to will program us. Educational yes. uh, fields uh, that we are attaining or that we are uh, attribute, uh, how do you say, connected to, or even our social and our workspace um, each have these different programs. And so we might find ourselves very limited in changing or, or allowing expression or accepting that we're feeling and that we're getting yes. these messages. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. So I was going to say, because I know at one point in time, literally my intuition did shut down. And I felt yes. like, well, I'm not getting the answers I need. And I was making bad decisions in my life. I mean, even the type of people I was allowing in my life. And then the people that were good for me, I was shutting out because, see, my program was jacked up. Yeah. So I um, think a lot of us can relate to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and so sometimes I hear somebody says, oh, I got a gut feeling that um, this person is not good for me. And then I think to myself, but every time, when I look at your string of life, all the people that are not good for you, 
were probably the better ones for you, and then the ones that you accepted in your life, they really jack you up. <laughs> so, you know, it's because we have faulty programming. We have to readjust. And yes. so, and I can see where your support would help that way. So now tell us, yes. people mix the word intuitive and psychic in, it's almost in tandem or parallel. And I, if I'm correct, we, you know, intuitives do use um, or let me say, attribute some energy or that psychic energy. So what is the difference between a psychic um, and an intuitive? Okay, uh, well, psychic ability is a left brain function. It's more analytical, and it's based on reading environmental patterns and cues. This is often what is referred to as cold reading someone, if you've ever heard that term. Um, It's watching for... Yes, it's watching for tells in body language or it's picking up clues and speech patterns and conversations. Um, The word psychic comes from the Greek psychikos, meaning of the mind or mental. Um, And and so it's definitely more of an analytical uh, left brain function. Um, Unfortunately, over time, psychics, um, often with good reasons, have become associated with delusional scam artists to take vulnerable people for their money. So it's kind of gotten a bad rap. You know, you hear psychics mm-hmm. and you think of all oh, these shady places that you go, you know. But but psychics and intuitive skills both, they can be used to help better people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like you take care when choosing a physician or a lawyer or a dentist or even a mechanic, you should take care when entrusting your needs to a psychic or intuitive counselor. You need to vet mm-hmm. them out. Um, But back to just kind of what the difference is between a psychic and intuitive, let me give you a great example. Um, Someone seeking out a psychic will probably be asking questions like, when will I meet my soulmate or who is my soulmate? mm -hmm. Someone seeking help from an intuitive counselor is going to focus more on what can I do differently in my life to help attract my optimum partner. So Mm. you might notice, in the first example with the psychic, there's a sense of helplessness and, and just, you know, it's it's a clear, you know, well, what's the fate? What's the, just tell me the answer. Um, but in the second one, there's that sense of responsibility and self-accountability. So you can see the difference why you might want to choose the second one because you are actually at that point growing in your life to draw to you your optimum partner instead of just taking the passive role of, well, what's going to happen? Right. Oh, that's very good. Very good. And you're right. I've seen, I think in our, in our area, I've seen trucks uh, or cars go by that say $5 readings. Um, and I think to myself, <laughs> boy, that sounds like that old vaudeville, um, you know, magician that stood on the side of the road with his canopy and said, <laughs> stop here, $5 reading or the gypsy, you know. Right. And so, and I'm not, I'm, this is not a knock on gypsies. So please, anybody no, out there that says, no. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a family of gypsies. I don't mean it that way. But that was where we got yeah, the connotation of, of, yeah. of crystal ball reading. Go ahead. I was going to say, along with that, I grew up in England, and one of the most influential and beautiful people I met as a child was a gypsy, an actual gypsy, and uh, and, I, and I just I absolutely value that. But yes, it has become twisted now in our society right. of what what, you, exactly. what what people relate. Right, and that's because of the movies. There's so many. Yes. There's so many. Uh, misinterpretation and then fear that's put out there. I mean, just like when absolutely. I look at. Um, I look at all the different shows on paranormal and and then 
the psychic ability or the intuitive ability or the magician and, you know, all of this, this the woo-woo-woo stuff. And, but <laughs> television and movies have made you so scared of something that is naturally put in you as your tool, as your God code tool. Absolutely. You know. And, in fact, it's called supernatural when, in fact, it is a natural given Yes, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Many people with intuition have resources or confirmations. Um, What are they and what have you found are most supportive for you when you work as an intuitive? Okay, well, it's really important to learn how to discern specific pieces of information rather than vague generalizations. Also, valid confirmations are repeated patterns of information. So, for example, something coming in sets of three as opposed to just some random one-off clue. And confirmations have more validity when they can be confirmed by an outside source as well. In other words, it's, it's a big difference between an anecdotal story and a verifiable event. Mm. Okay. And so now, um, have you found as an intuitive that you use uh, tools or different tools to help support your Absolutely. work, maybe for someone else to um, feel validated in the information that you're giving. Absolutely. There are a number of tools that are available. Um, astrology is common. Numerology is common. Um, myself, I prefer to use the tarot deck because I love the imagery and the archetypes. And when I'm using a, a deck of tarot cards, I'm likening it to Carl Jung's idea of archetypal psychoanalysis in using the imagery to unwind the subconscious mind and tell the story of why we do what we do and how do we transfigure that. Mm, And so, therefore, that's where this transpersonal intuitive support benefits your student or client. Absolutely. Okay, very good. Now, is it something that anyone can learn? So let's just say anyone can learn uh, how to be an intuitive, or if anyone can learn how to use a tool like Tarot. Absolutely. Psychic or intuitive ability can be honed just like playing an instrument or learning scientific theory or directing movies. Now, not everybody's going to be Mozart or Einstein or Steven Spielberg, okay? When, when there's going to be less, different levels of, of ability, but we all have the seed required and we can all develop that to the best of our own individual ability. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that was my next question, and that that answers it really. Does everyone have this gift? Well, you know, it's a myth that has been perpetuated that only special people are gifted with the ability to be psychic or intuitive. So assuming that you have an intact functioning brain with a left and right hemisphere activity present, you have the ability to develop psychic and intuitive skills. Again, the level of proficiency is going to vary with each individual, but we do have the opportunity to to develop those skills if we choose to do so. Right. And I think that's really, um, when I was sitting here thinking about um, what I would ask you and how I would develop, I really went back into myself, what would I want to know when when I would start to receive information and I was really trying to verify, okay, am I going crazy or did I just see three of this and and I just asked God and I just saw, you know, this sign Um, or if I was able to discern something and 
you know, divine spirit allowed me to discern it. You know, I would go into questioning myself, almost second guessing myself. So I'm really glad that you're saying um, and helping us to see that everybody has the gift Uh, and and it shouldn't be called a gift. It's really everybody has that tool, that that God coded tool, if you will. Yes. In in Absolutely. in them, but some of us use it better than others, or allow it to be um, accessed uh, easier than others. I was thinking, like somebody who rides a skateboard. Everybody can ride a skateboard. Everybody can put two feet on a board. Now, how <laughs> effective we are at you know traveling on the board is a whole other story, right? Um, yes. And I think about that because I remember being 10 years old with my kids on a skateboard. And I'm like, yeah, I could roll down the street, right? <laughs> However, my kids can do flips and turns. And I have a neighbor, uh, yeah. and um, he's he's pro Nike. Uh, he's sponsored by Nike, and he's a skateboardist. And, I, and we tape him sometimes, uh, videotape him. And I think, oh, my gosh, I could never do that. Well, yeah, I could if I was working at that all day, just like, if I was really taking time to listen and feel, I would be able to um, hone in on the skill and that God-coded mechanism tool within myself. So I see that as um, a, a beautiful gift that we've all been given. So Absolutely. Now, what I was going to say, um, and you actually went into the, what makes it more prominent in some than others. What do you think it is well, that keeps somebody from reaching in and, and and letting this happen. Sure. Uh, oftentimes, those who have experienced trauma or abuse or uh, have had near-death experiences, they tend to have much keener senses of psychic or intuitive abilities. And this makes sense, of course, because it's a direct response to survival. You, you, if you're experiencing these kinds of things, then you need to be uh, super aware of your environment, right, and any kinds of things going on around you. Um, at the same time, those who have experienced trauma or events that bring them face-to-face with the reality of mortality leads to an awakening or an awareness that there's something other than what can be observed with just the five senses. So in essence, I would say what would make it more prominent in some than others, the psychic or intuitive ability, would be the acceptance of the possibility of something grander than, you know, it's, it's something that transcends the limitations of the five senses. And I think that acceptance and that awareness is key to why some are more prominently intuitive than others. Okay. So then, and this is kind of off script. However, um, I, I wanted to ask, so when you're you're referring to a traumatic event, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is because there are so many people that listen, Blog Talk is worldwide. And we hear different speakers and, and, you know, orators and professionals on this, this, and that. However, when we bring it home and it's personal, then we get it. It, it really touches yes. the, that, that heart chakra. It opens it up because now somebody says, I feel that. I get that. And so when you say yes. personal trauma, what was that for you that when at that point that you – your senses became aware of, okay, um, I, there's something going on, and, and I'm like now uh, keyed into the code, if you will. <laughs> you bet. Well, I'll, I, I won't share all the stories because we don't have quite that much time, but I'll give you a couple. 
that are most important in my life. Um, I would say that the first event that opened me up to this possibility, um, when we talk about uh, trauma that people experience, there's, there's something that happens to all of us as individuals. When we're born, we're born with whole consciousness. It hasn't split yet. We're in a state of complete innocence. And usually the split of consciousness or, or the awareness of that happens um, in toddlerhood, usually around the age of three. Um, for me, it happened at the age of two. Um, I was uh, in the back seat of the car. Uh, my father was driving the car. My mother was in the front passenger seat. And we were on the Autobahn over in Germany. And we got in a car accident. And uh, my both my parents went through the windshield. My mother died on the scene. Now, as a two-year-old, to witness something that violent and that traumatic and be involved in that, that's a shift in consciousness immediately. Um, there are several events that happened after that. Um, one of the most prominent ones for me to bring me back on path, you know, it's interesting, you were talking earlier about how you went through a period of your life where you were intuitively, uh, you lived your life intuitively keyed in, and then you shut it down. And I followed a similar path. Uh, one of the things that brought me back around, uh, most certainly, um, a little over a year ago, I had another near-death experience. Um, and I uh, won't go into all the details, but uh, basically I was uh, at death's door, and I knew I was, I had a, I was, I was checking out. So um, I had a lot of uh, thought processes, you can imagine, going on at that time. And, mm-hmm. and it reopened uh, the connection, if you will, and the understanding that uh, I needed to get back in connection with that higher consciousness, that higher self, um, and be able to listen to my intuition and be able to guide my life forward instead of in a shutdown, unreceptive state. So I had to get my feeling body back on. I had to get my feeling back on. And... Um, Living my life in such an analytical state for so long, having shut down for so long, um, it, I was I was not living a very fulfilling life, as you can imagine. <laughs> mm, yeah, I was going to say, uh, when you say that, and and that so triggers right, and and different people that I have uh, had wonderful conversations with, and they're very keen about their awareness, if you will. It, they've had something that has brought them to that point where it expands their whole their whole world opens up. It, it's, they're not in a shell anymore. It's almost like they busted out of jail. They're no longer in lockdown. Right. But there's a reason for that. <laughs> exactly. And I was thinking for myself, I, at two years, I think, no, three years old, I was in something similar, but not a car accident, but all my fingers were cut off. They were, you know, I put them oh, in a door my. and they were, they were sliced off. And my, my, I, I don't remember anything except for seeing my mother at one point and then sitting on her lap um, on the way with my fingers in milk and, and because she was trying to save the bone. I remember that at three mm-hmm. years old. So there's some things, you're right, these shifts that actually happen and, um, later when I, uh, you know, like you said, we shut down and we come back. I had another um, major surgery that happened to me and literally I, they, they could not bring me back out. Um, you know, they try mm-hmm. to bring you out of anesthesia and it's because I was checking out. I was doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. so there are some things that you're right that definitely pull us and then wake us up. And it doesn't have to be a near-death experience, but it will be a, it may be a, a 
you might feel it's a death experience. It could be a, a, a shutting down of a relationship, something that you yes. understood and yes. knew. Um, it could be your your mate, you know, has died or your mate has left you, a uh, divorce. Uh, yes. It could be a financial or bankruptcy. It could be anything that literally causes you to now go and expand. And your whole self almost like explodes, implodes, and comes back into center. And coming back into center is like yes. all these minute pieces literally filtering in. And they are like like puzzle pieces going, do, 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 you know. And finally, Absolutely. you're standing Absolutely. right. You're standing whole again. But it's a process, and so I want to thank you for sharing that because it, it it's yeah. real. And intuitiveness and 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 the support that that you give is because you have been through these things and you help other people find that place in them. Literally, you become that light. For them to find themselves, you know, we help light the yes. way, right? Right. So, um, absolutely. I'm the guide. That's what I please. do. I'm guiding. Absolutely. So, now some are religious, others aren't. Um, have you found that there are differences with those that are religious versus spiritual? Okay. Wow. This is a hot button topic for a lot of people. So, <laughs> I'm going to tread lightly, and and I'm going to um, premise this by saying that I respect others' belief. Uh, systems, their religious belief systems and so on and so forth, but I'm going to share from my personal perspective. Um, And when we talk about this, first of all, let me define my terms here, um, because they say don't talk about religion or politics, right? So we've got to be careful. But but for me, uh, defining my terms, um, religious or religions to me defines a set of man-made rules. And these rules can simply be a template used by groups of people to try to make sense of their perceived sense of chaos, or mm. at worst, it's used to control and manipulate masses for gain and power, uh, gain of uh, power and money. Um, spirituality, to me, represents each individual's walk with his or her ideation of the divine or creator or higher conscience, consciousness, however you want to put it. Um, can there be spirituality within religion? Yes, of course, but usually there's not religion within spirituality, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, Many religions, in fact, um, condemn anyone from trying to develop psychic or intuitive skills, and they ostracize these people as followers of the devil or some such nonsense. But even in 1 Corinthians 14.39, it states, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, desire earnestly to prophecy. Well, what that says to me is, Embrace that gift of prophecy. Embrace that gift of intuitive ability and develop those skills inherent within you. So I think it's important that divorce yourself from the idea of religion or spirituality in the sense that you yourself are the divine. You yourself have all the skills necessary. So make that connection. Right. I was going to say yes. That you you are the uh, manifestation. If if there's only a manifestation that exists of God's self, and He has allowed you to unfold of an extension of Himself, which um, or herself, or the God or goddesses, that energy, that divine energy. And I think that's really important. I'm glad yeah. that you brought that up. That's very important. And so. Interestingly enough, so above all, how has it benefited you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was raised agnostic, uh, and uh, and I'm a scientist by degree and by training, 
But I've had paranormal or parapsychological events happen to me throughout my life. Um, and my interest in the paranormal from a scientific background has broadened my understanding of the human psyche and the way we process information and interact with our environment and with each other. Following my intuition has led me to some truly incredible life experiences. I mean, some mind-blowing experiences. And uh, conversely, I've learned some really tough but valuable lessons when I've not followed my intuition. I, I can think of specific instances where my intuition was screaming at me. It was all but a neon sign. And I said, no, 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 I know better. I know better. So ego self-ruled, and guess what? I, I got a good smackdown. So, so you know, I, I would say following your intuition um, is is key to really being able to, to unfold things in your life, to allow things to unfold in your life that, that will provide optimum joy beyond what any of us could ever imagine. But uh, most importantly, I would say that being in tune with my intuition has literally saved my life on more than one occasion. And arguably, I would say that's pretty beneficial. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was going to say, um, when you talk about personal benefits, really learning how to listen to yourself and and almost when yes. those things come to you like second nature and and something says something to you almost second nature you go oh where did that come from yes. <laughs> and, yes. and and then and it's our second guessing that actually causes us to um take steps backwards so without question without absolutely. question right right and so and then also i like the fact that you brought out unfolding most people, when we get to a place of learning our power, and I'm going to say it that way, our power, we start manifesting, and and we manifest everywhere. We manifest relationships. We manifest a job that we wanted. We manifest the house that we said we wanted to have. We manifested the perfect friendships, the perfect, the furniture, the car we wanted to drive. But interestingly enough, everything that you manifest yep. because it was not God, um, yeah. God given or the optimum path by God as your yeah. journey, then it starts to remove itself. It's almost like they break down the, the, the filament, if you will, starts to uh, yeah. become scattered. And so those manifestations well, that you see disappear. That's right. Guess what happens? When we're in a state of manifesting, and it's a state that each and every one of us must experience and go through, so it's neither here nor there. But when we go through a state of manifesting, what are we doing? We're coming from a state of need or desire or want or fear or lack. And so oftentimes, driven by those motivations, we miscreate. We mismanifest. And so, yes, those things eventually are going to crumble, fall away, or be careful what you wish for, right? We get it and we go, oh, I don't know what to do with that now. Um, it goes back to the example I gave earlier with the difference. It's, it's, it's uh, the difference in your thought paradigm and your thought process. So if you go to a psychic, for example, oh, well, who is my soulmate? Just tell me my future, um, as opposed to going to an intuitive counselor and saying, what do I need to do to change in my life to attract better things to me? That's the difference. So we don't want to go out and miscreate because we're in fear or miscreate because we're wanting or desiring or coveting. We want to get to a state where we can unwind the faulty viral patterns in our subconscious so that we can transfigure those so we can start uploading positive thought forms and not positive in the sense of just positive thinking, but unwinding the negative viral patterns and getting our thought processes, our thought forms onto a different elevated level of consciousness so that things then begin to come to us that match our optimum vibration. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. 
Right, truly unfolding, letting each yes. step of unfold. I was going to say, just like when we uh, step in a puddle, we don't know where those ripples are going to go, how how far they go, or if they go, um, you know, long ways or short, they just go. And then what happens yes. next is what happens next, and whatever it is is, is the what it's supposed to be right for you. And I think that's where you start to have or develop in that you, or how, how should I say it this way, that you become aware that you are empowered when now yes. you are allowing God to um, allow the unfolding of the optimum path for you that will actually benefit you for the lessons that yes. you need learned for the gifts that you will have in your life to actually help you carry out the next step or to carry out the next uh, assignment, if you will. So, wow. That's right. And, and in, in developing your intuitive skills, you're better, better able to read those signposts along the way and understand that, yes, this is indeed my next step, or yes, this is indeed the sign to go left, right, forward, backwards, whatever the case may be. So, so being able to, to get more in tune with that roadmap. Right, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. We went a little over time. I want to thank everybody for hanging in there with us. This is usually a 30-minute program. I'm going to just thank my producer, Fran Jones, because she always gives me some extra room <laughs> because we'll we'll get into something and we, we don't know. We're letting it unfold, right? <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> uh, yes. I want to thank you now. Angela, please tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. A- Angela is just not um, – her services aren't just based here in, in Roseville or Sacramento, California. So uh, there are various ways to get a hold of her. Angela, go ahead and, and plug yourself, please. You bet. And first I wanted to say thank you again for having me on the show. It was my pleasure to be here. Um, People, if they have any questions, can reach me at my website, Writing It All. That's R I G H T I N G I T A L L dot com, writing it all dot com. They can also find me on Facebook, Facebook dot com forward slash writing it all. And all the rest of my contact information is on there with phone number, email, all that good stuff. Wonderful. Absolutely. This is an awesome person to get to know. Um, she, literally, her experiences. Have have opened up just an immense amount of of understanding for myself. So that's why I know that she is definitely a a gift and a guide that God source is using. God, our our divine source, is using to help people who are opened, who are ready. And so, um, Angela, thank you for being um, in my life at this time. I want to say it that way. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. you. you're welcome. You unfolded for me at the at the uh, proper time, at the right time, at the time that I needed my journey to um, take a shape. And that's exactly what has happened. So I want to thank you for being here. Again, everyone, you can actually go to themeetup.com. You can look for the Divine Feminine. Also, you can uh, connect and find out different events that are happening through that meetup. We have uh, several meetups. Uh, that are connected and they're posted in the Divine Feminine. As well, let me just say this, you can go to my website, website moonintuit.com. You can spell it like Intuit, like you know, or into it, moonintuit.com, and find out what's happening in the latest. Thank you for joining us on the Divine Feminine Roundtable. Mm-hmm.